Hey, Bible, y'all. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Bible Y'all podcast for Tuesday, January 16th. Happy National Nothing Day, which was created in 1973 by columnist Harold Coffin to protest the proliferation of all these goofy holidays and to provide us with one national holiday we can just sit out without celebrating anything. And I'm not sure how I feel about this, because on the one hand, these calendar gags are like my whole raison d'etre. The way they started was as a catalyst for me to wish all y'all a happy day, to make y'all laugh so as to help keep this Bible reading from becoming a chore, and to maybe sneak a two-minute sermon in on you when you ain't looking. And usually, I can nail one of those. On the other hand, Coffin's right about these holidays getting out of control. There's 14 of them today alone, most of which are silly, and y'all know how little patience I have for silliness. On the third hand, don't think the irony's lost on me that a guy named Coffin invented such a nihilistic holiday, which technically ain't irony, but whatever. And it can't be a coincidence he scheduled his celebration of nothingness the same day as Religious Freedom Day, the goal of which is to protect students' rights of religious expression, which, hey, I'm on board. Even if it ain't my religion, but one of them really dumb ones, like Jedi, or Fauciism, or college football. Cause let's face it, like the song says, this world is not our home. We're only passing through. So it makes sense that the vast majority of this world don't want no part of our religion. And if you really want to get technical, us Christians ain't even supposed to be religious at all. We're supposed to have faith, which ain't the same thing. So the only religion that really needs its freedom protected from the world ain't even a religion, long as we're talking about irony. Our reading for today is Genesis 32, 13 through 34, 31, Matthew 11, 7 through 30, Psalm 14, 1 through 7, and Proverbs 3, 19 and 20. So if y'all are ready, go Knowles. But before we get to the reading, let's be in the squad review a yesterday's study. Okay, yesterday on the 15th in the Old Testament, we read Genesis 31, 17 through 32, 12. And when we left off, Jake had used some herbal medicine trickery to build up his flocks. And now he and the girls were about to get while the getting was good. Verse 17 says, Then Jacob rose up and set his sons and his wives upon camels. And he carried away all his cattle and all his goods, which he had gotten in Padanaram, to go to Isaac his father in the land of Canaan. And Laban went to shear his sheep. And remember, he had stashed his flock three days away. And Rachel had stolen the images that were her father's. And the word images is teraphim, which are little statues of gods used in household worship. Remember, Laban was a pagan. Technically, everybody on earth except Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob were pagans. And the commentaries argue about why Rachel stole his gods. And some try to say she was trying to convince her father not to worship them. But I think they were gold, and she felt she deserved to get out of there with a little money. But she didn't tell anybody she did it. So her dad rides three days out realizes what happened, rides three days back, finds out they left without telling him, and now they got a weak head start. So he and his boys form a posse and catch up with Jake at Mount Gilead, and that's about 250 miles away. And I'm sure the plan is to kill Jacob and take back his cattle and daughters and grandkids and stuff, but God comes to Laban in a dream and says, speak not to Jacob, either good or bad. And in the Hebrew, it's actually from good to bad. 
And that's a colloquialism that basically means sort of like, don't start nothing. So Laban catches up, and he's not happy with Jake at all for taking off like this and stealing his gods. Gods that can be stolen. Yeah. He basically says, I came here to kill you and take my daughters back, but the God of your father spake unto me yesternight, saying, you better not. So explain yourself. And Jake's like, well, I figured you'd kill me and take your daughters back. And I was right. And far as your gods are concerned, I don't know what you're talking about. Feel free to look through all our stuff, and whoever's got them, you can kill them. Turns out, Rachel had them stashed up under the saddle on her camel. And she told her dad, I can't get up, I'm having cramps. So, long history of women pulling the Aunt Flo card to get men to leave them alone. (laughs) So, Laban don't find his gods, and Jake just goes off on him. He's like, Laban, I'm tired of your crud. And yells at him for some time about how he's been working hard for 20 years, making him rich, getting mistreated the whole time. And still, if it wasn't for God, he'd have done who knows what when he got there. But Laban is still like, everything you have, you got from me. You're nothing without me. So anyway, they reach an agreement such as it is. They pile up some stones and they say, you stay on your side and I'll stay on my side. And we call that the Mizpah. For he said, the Lord watch between me and thee when we are absent one from another. And Mizpah means watchtower. And sometimes you'll see Christian couples with these little Mizpah medals that when you put them together, they have that verse on them because they think it's something romantic because they don't know what they're talking about. And we used to have one a long time ago. Me and the squad did. Yep. And Laban called it something I can't pronounce, but Jacob called it Galid. And both of those words mean heap of witness in Syrian and Hebrew. Then they sacrificed something. And the next day, everybody went their separate ways. And in chapter 32, Jacob went on his way and the angels of God met him. So big doings here. And when Jacob saw him, he said, this is God's host. And he called the name of that place Mahanaim, which means two hosts or two camps. And probably what happened was they appeared to him in two hosts, two big groups, one on either side, or maybe one in front and the other in the back to protect him from Laban behind and Esau in front is what one commentary said. Because last time Jake saw Esau, Esau wanted to kill him too. So he gets a couple guys from his staff and is like, y'all go first. Go tell Esau I'm already rich so he won't think I'm coming to steal all his stuff. And the messengers came back and said, Esau's coming to meet you with 400 men. So that's bad. And Jake decides to divide his people and cattle. So if one group gets slaughtered, the other might escape. Then he prays to God and basically says, look, you promised to make me a great nation. So I'm counting on you to fix this. And that's where we stop reading. In the life of Jacob, we see the faithfulness of God to his friend Abraham. I think we have a lot in common with Jacob. He was self-serving and he paid a price for it. We see that God works with us because he loves us and not because we are perfect. And then in the New Testament, we read Matthew 10, 24 through 11, 6. And Jesus has just empowered the disciples and is about to send them out to do his work. And he warns them that they're going to get hassled by the religious people. But don't worry about that. Just preach what I told you to preach. And fear not them which kill the body, but are not able to kill the soul but rather fear him which is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. And that's a very important concept, because the worst the beast system can do is to kill you. It can't make you oppose God or send you to hell. And he uses a sparrow metaphor to say we're the most important thing to him. And he warns them, whoever shall deny me before men, him will I also deny before my father. And then he makes a speech about how he came not to send peace, but a sword. 
and that's literal and figurative. He's dividing people spiritually from the world, but the world doesn't like it when people try to leave it, and the world wants to kill us for it. Even your own household will hate you because of me, he says. Therefore, he that loveth father or mother or son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. You got to be willing to lay everything in the world down, including your life, to be worthy of heaven. And in chapter 11, Jesus' cousin, John the Baptist, had been put in prison by Herod, which we haven't really discussed, but we will later. And when he heard about what Jesus was doing, he sent two of his disciples to ask him if he really was the Christ. And Jesus answered and said unto them, Go and shew John again those things which ye do hear and see, the blind see, the lame walk, and blessed is he whosoever shall not be offended in me. And that's where we stopped reading that one. So we see Jesus preparing his disciples for hardship. Yes, they had a mission and authority to do God's will, but they cannot let that blessing make them soft. And I really like the way Jesus answers the questions. He told John's disciples to not just deliver a message, but a testimony, a testimony of their own. Tell John what you do see and hear. And then in Psalms, we read Psalm 13, 1 through 6. It's another Psalm of David. And he's having a bad day again. He feels like God's far away from him. But he prays for enlightenment, and he says he has faith that God will come through, which is his pattern. And who hasn't prayed this prayer of how long, Lord? But do we wrap those sad prayers up with a resolution to trust God and rejoice, even sing, realizing God has truly blessed us? And then in Proverbs, we read Proverbs three sixteen through 18 and we're still talking about wisdom and law. And he compares it to length of days, riches, and honor. If you want to be happy, follow the law and seek wisdom. Wisdom. This is what she looks like and what we look like when we walk with her. In her hands are long life, riches, and honor. Her ways of pleasantness and peace guide us. If we truly lay hold of her, she's a tree of life. And happy is the result of wisdom. But that's the end of our review of yesterday's study. Thanks for your help, babe. Our reading in the Old Testament for January 16th is Genesis 32:13 through 34:31. And he lodged there that same night, and took of that which came to his hand a present for Esau his brother, two hundred she-goats and twenty he-goats, two hundred ewes and twenty rams, thirty milk camels with their colts, forty kine and ten bulls, twenty she-asses and ten foals. And he delivered them into the hand of his servants, every drove by themselves, and said unto his servants, Pass over before me, and put a space betwixt drove and drove. And he commanded the foremost, saying, When Esau my brother meeteth thee, and asketh thee, saying, Whose art thou, and whither goest thou, and whose are these before thee? Then thou shalt say, They be thy servant Jacob's. It is a present sent unto my lord Esau. And behold, also he is behind us. And so commanded he the second and the third, and all that followed the droves, saying, On this manner shall ye speak unto Esau when ye find him. And say ye moreover, Behold, thy servant Jacob is behind us. For he said, I will appease him with the present that goeth before me, and afterward I will see his face. Peradventure he will accept of me. So went the present over before him, and himself lodged that night in the company. And he rose up that night, and took his two wives, and his two woman servants, and his eleven sons, and passed over the ford Jabbok. And he took them, and sent them over the brook, and sent over that he had. And Jacob was left alone. 
and there wrestled a man with him until the breaking of the day. And when he saw that he prevailed not against him, he touched the hollow of his thigh, and the hollow of Jacob's thigh was out of joint, as he wrestled with him. And he said, Let me go, for the day breaketh. And he said, I will not let thee go, except thou bless me. And he said unto him, What is thy name? And he said, Jacob. And he said, Thy name shall be called no more Jacob, but Israel. For as a prince hast thou power with God and with men, and hast prevailed. And Jacob asked him and said, Tell me, I pray thee, thy name. And he said, Wherefore is it that thou dost ask after my name? And he blessed him there. And Jacob called the name of the place Peniel, for I have seen God face to face, and my life is preserved. And as he passed over Penuel, the sun rose upon him, and he halted upon his thigh. Therefore the children of Israel eat not of the sinew which shrank, which is upon the hollow of the thigh unto this day, because he touched the hollow of Jacob's thigh in the sinew that shrank. Chapter 33 And Jacob lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold, Esau came, and with him four hundred men. And he divided the children unto Leah, and unto Rachel, and unto the two handmaids. And he put the handmaids and their children foremost, and Leah and her children after, and Rachel and Joseph hindermost. And he passed over before them, and bowed himself to the ground seven times, until he came near to his brother. And Esau ran to meet him, and embraced him, and fell on his neck, and kissed him. And they wept. And he lifted up his eyes, and saw the women and children, and said, Who are those with thee? And he said, The children which God hath graciously given thy servant. Then the handmaidens came near, they and their children, and they bowed themselves. And Leah also with her children came near, and bowed themselves. And after came Joseph near, and Rachel, and they bowed themselves. And he said, What meanest thou by all this drove which I met? And he said, These are to find grace in the sight of my Lord. And Esau said, I have enough, my brother. Keep that thou hast unto thyself. And Jacob said, Nay, I pray thee, if now I have found grace in thy sight, then receive my present at my hand. For therefore I have seen thy face, as though I had seen the face of God. And thou wast pleased with me. Take, I pray thee, my blessing that is brought to thee, because God hath dealt graciously with me, and because I have enough. And he urged him, and he took it. And he said, Let us take our journey, and let us go, and I will go before thee. And he said unto him, My Lord knoweth that the children are tender, and the flocks and herds with young are with me. And if men should overdrive them one day, all the flock will die. Let my Lord, I pray thee, pass over before his servant, and I will lead on softly, according as the cattle that goeth before me, and the children be able to endure, until I come unto my Lord unto Seir. And Esau said, Let me now leave with thee some of the folk that are with me. And he said, What needeth it? Let me find grace in the sight of my Lord. So Esau returned that day on his way unto Seir. And Jacob journeyed to Sukkoth, and built him a house, and made booths for his cattle. Therefore the name of the place is called Sukkoth. And Jacob came to Shalem, a city of Shechem, which is in the land of Canaan, when he came from Padanaram, and pitched his tent before the city. And he bought a parcel of a field, where he had spread his tent, at the hand of the children of Hamor, Shechem's father, for an hundred pieces of money. And he erected there an altar, and called it El Elohe Israel. Chapter 34 And Dinah, the daughter of Leah, which she bare unto Jacob, went out to see the daughters of the land. And when Shechem the son of Hamor the Hivite, prince of the country, saw her, he took her, and lay with her, and defiled her. And his soul clave unto Dinah, the daughter of Jacob, and he loved the damsel, and spake kindly unto the damsel. And Shechem spake unto his father Hamor, saying, Get me this damsel to wife. And Jacob heard that he had defiled Dinah his daughter. Now his sons were with his cattle in the field. And Jacob held his peace until they were come. And Hamor the father of Shechem went out unto Jacob to commune with him. 
And the sons of Jacob came out of the field when they heard it, and the men were grieved, and they were very wroth because he had wrought folly in Israel in lying with Jacob's daughter, which thing ought not to be done. And Hamor communed with them, saying, The soul of my son Shechem longeth for your daughter. I pray you give her him to wife, and make ye marriages with us, and give your daughters unto us, and take our daughters unto you. And ye shall dwell with us, and the land shall be before you. Dwell and trade ye therein, and get you possessions therein. And Shechem said unto her father and unto her brethren, Let me find grace in your eyes, and what ye shall say unto me I will give. Ask me never so much dowry and gift, and I will give according as ye shall say unto me. But give me the damsel to wife. And the sons of Jacob answered Shechem and Hamor his father deceitfully, and said, Because he hath defiled Dinah their sister. And they said unto him, We cannot do this thing to give our sister to one that is uncircumcised, for that were a reproach unto us. But in this we will consent unto you. If ye will be as we, that every male of you be circumcised, then will we give our daughters unto you, and we will take your daughters to us, and we will dwell with you, and we will become one people. But if ye will not hearken unto us to be circumcised, then we will take our daughter, and we will be gone. And their words pleased Hamor, and Shechem Hamor's son. And the young man deferred not to do the thing, because he had delight in Jacob's daughter. And he was more honorable than all the house of his father. And Hamor and Shechem his son came unto the gate of their city, and communed with the men of their city, saying, These men are peaceable with us. Therefore let them dwell in the land and trade therein. For the land, behold, it is large enough for them. Let us take their daughters to us for wives, and let us give them our daughters. Only herein will the men consent unto us, for to dwell with us, to be one people. If every male among us be circumcised, as they are circumcised, shall not their cattle and their substance and every beast of theirs be ours? Only let us consent unto them, and they will dwell with us. And unto Hamor and unto Shechem his son hearkened all that went out of the gate of his city. And every male was circumcised, all that went out of the gate of his city. And it came to pass on the third day when they were sore, that two of the sons of Jacob, Simeon and Levi, Dinah's brethren, took each man his sword, and came upon the city boldly, and slew all the males. And they slew Hamor and Shechem his son with the edge of the sword, and took Dinah out of Shechem's house, and went out. The sons of Jacob came upon the slain, and spoiled the city, because they had defiled their sister. They took their sheep, and their oxen, and their asses, and that which was in the city, and that which was in the field. And all their wealth, and all their little ones, and their wives took they captive, and spoiled even all that was in the house. And Jacob said to Simeon and Levi, Ye have troubled me to make me to stink among the inhabitants of the land, among the Canaanites and the Perizzites. And I, being few in number, they shall gather themselves together against me and slay me, and I shall be destroyed, I and my house. And they said, Should he deal with our sister as with an harlot? Our reading in the New Testament for January 16th is Matthew 11:7 through 30 And as they departed, Jesus began to say unto the multitudes concerning John, what went ye out into the wilderness to see? A reed shaken with the wind? But what went ye out for to see? A man clothed in soft raiment? Behold, they that wear soft clothing are in king's houses. But what went ye out for to see? A prophet? Yea, I say unto you, and more than a prophet. For this is he of whom it is written, Behold, I send my messenger before thy face, which shall prepare thy way before thee. Verily I say unto you, Among them that are born of women, there hath not risen a greater than John the Baptist. Notwithstanding he that is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. 
And from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffereth violence, and the violent take it by force. For all the prophets and the law prophesied until John. And if ye will receive it, this is Elias, which was for to come. He that hath ears to hear, let him hear. But whereunto shall I liken this generation? It is like unto children sitting in the markets, and calling unto their fellows, and saying, We have piped unto you, and ye have not danced. We have mourned unto you, and ye have not lamented. For John came neither eating nor drinking, and they say, He hath a devil. The Son of Man came eating and drinking, and they say, Behold, a man gluttonous, and a wine-bibber, a friend of publicans and sinners. But wisdom is justified of her children. Then began he to upbraid the cities wherein most of his mighty works were done, because they repented not. Woe unto thee, Chorazin! Woe unto thee, Bethsaida! For if the mighty works which were done in you had been done in Tyre and Sidon, they would have repented long ago, in sackcloth and ashes. But I say unto you, it shall be more tolerable for Tyre and Sidon at the day of judgment than for you. And thou, Capernaum, which art exalted unto heaven, shalt be brought down to hell. For if the mighty works which have been done in thee had been done in Sodom, it would have remained until this day. But I say unto you, that it shall be more tolerable for the land of Sodom in the day of judgment than for thee. At that time Jesus answered and said, I thank thee, O Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because thou hast hid these things from the wise and prudent, and hast revealed them unto babes. Even so, Father, for so it seemed good in thy sight. All things are delivered unto me of my Father, and no man knoweth the Son but the Father. Neither knoweth any man the Father save the Son, and he to whomsoever the Son will reveal him. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls, for my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. Our reading in Psalms for January 16th is Psalm 14, 1-7. To the chief musician, a psalm of David. The fool hath said in his heart, There is no God. They are corrupt. They have done abominable works. There is none that doeth good. The Lord looked down from heaven upon the children of men to see if there were any that did understand and seek God. They are all gone aside. They are all together become filthy. There is none that doeth good, no, not one. Have all the workers of iniquity no knowledge, who eat up my people as they eat bread, and call not upon the Lord? There were they in great fear. For God is in the generation of the righteous. Ye have shamed the counsel of the poor, because the Lord is his refuge. Oh, that the salvation of Israel were come out of Zion. When the Lord bringeth back the captivity of his people, Jacob shall rejoice, and Israel shall be glad. And our reading in Proverbs for January 6 is Proverbs 3, 19 and 20. The Lord by wisdom hath founded the earth. By understanding hath he established the heavens. By his knowledge the depths are broken up, and the clouds drop down the dew. And that is it for the 16th. Okay, y'all, let's do our 30-second meditation. Today's prayer is on Proverbs 24:20, which says, For there shall be no reward to the evil man. The candle of the wicked shall be put out. So hit the 30-second back button on your podcast player a few times and meditate with me for a little while on how there's more to life than life on earth, because prayer is the heavy artillery in the armor of God. So if you're ready, let's go. Father God, sometimes from our carnal, temporal perspective, we have trouble understanding how the wicked can prosper even rule while your children suffer. But we repent of such doubts, Lord, for we know that wickedness digs its own grave, and the light of the wicked shall be put out, if not in this life, then the next. Those born once, die twice. Those born twice, die once. Thank you, Lord, for saving us from the second death. 
and we ask that you lead the wicked to you so they won't taste it either. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, that's all the Bible yawling I got for you tonight. Thank you, Father, for letting us study your word and for the gift of salvation through your Son, Jesus Christ. Please bless and keep everybody listening and let this podcast be helpful to them in some kind of way. Amen. You can find us on Podbean, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon, Google CastBox, and Facebook. If you like what we're doing and you want to support it, best thing y'all can do is to pray for me and Bible Y'all Squaw and all our friends and family, especially me because I'm having health problems. If you got anything you want us to pray for you about, email me at BibleYallPodcast at gmail.com. Otherwise, just go on out and try to make the world a better place. And if you can't make anything better, just try not to make it any worse. Thanks, everybody, and God bless y'all. Hey, Bible, y'all. And when we left off, Jay could use some herbal medicine trickery. I said herbal. That's not how you pronounce that.